Today's sponsor of the Cooperative Games Cast is SteelSeries. Whether it be multi-platform mobile controllers, mice, keyboards, or headsets, you can bet that SteelSeries has you covered. Uh, I personally use the Arctis 7 headset, and uh, let me tell you, this is the most awarded wireless gaming headset for a reason. On top of the incredible wireless range and the audio quality, uh, the chat mixer ensures that my gaming volume and my Discord calls are perfectly balanced. Uh, and as somebody who has gauged earlobes and glasses, the athletics-inspired Airweave Fabric ear cushions are phenomenal for preventing pressure-induced headaches across lengthy gaming sessions. I've worn these things for like 12-hour plus sessions uh it's got some time in them uh of course this isn't all that steel series has to offer so go give them a look uh head on over to steelseries.com and use the offer code goop10 for 10 percent off your order today y'all think i'm bluffing go get those headphones man go get go get a mouse go go you know, i might even use some of those uh goop 10 10 off <laughs> discount for the steel series i, mean, I don't know man because my headphones are you're upgrading everything lately, it feels like, from the chair yeah, I mean, to the head, you know? Gotta I mean, you know, right now, right now, I'm on a, a yoga ball. You? Oh, no, I did not know that. That's a... I'm so, <laughs> I, 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 I know we just started the show, but... Are you streaming on that tonight? <laughs> I was streaming on that for the last three days. Oh, my God, fam. <laughs> it, it's, it's been oh, bad. No. I, uh... I, uh I, don't, I forgot that I was streaming on a chair, because at first I started with my... Just, like, on my knees and just stream oh. there but you could only see like the top of my head so i was like all right because you know i gotta do something so i took uh my girlfriend's yoga oh. ball oh. and uh, i did it while she was sleeping so she didn't know but um <laughs> i brought it upstairs and i sat down on it and i was like all right this isn't that bad i just gotta stay perfectly still and i won't roll off and, I, oh. and um oh. i forgot i kind of lost you know like where i was for a moment because something happened in game that like you know made me flail my arms mm-hmm. and in doing so i ended up sliding on my back and my back bent at a 90 degree angle didn't know i could do that Uh, i felt a crack in my back and then i laid there for a second and i said on stream i'm in pain right now you have a clip for this i I think i need that nobody clipped it i'm going back laughing oh man like two streams ago and then i was like i think i need to i need to take a moment and then i just brought my intermission screen up I just oh, sat man. there and I was like, I don't think I've ever been that flexible where I can just bend my back 90 degrees in the opposite direction. Honestly, that's the point of the yoga ball, isn't it, though? Like, get you all I, kinds I, of stretched I, out and-, <laughs> and and get your core worked up. And oh, man, my my, you oh. know, it's weird sitting on this yoga ball. It's been giving me butt bruises. What? Really? <laughs> that's that's not natural. Somebody's got a soft it's tushy. Bobo's got a and, soft butt. It's true. Anyways, I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> that's uh, amazing. You, you no, welcome. I love, I love the the like the rants we get into <laughs> about about uh, yoga balls on yoga. the street, dude. It's I, it's what I makes don't think it organic. Any streamer does that? No, I don't think any streamer does that. Well, not um, like not while they're playing games. I think anyone who's using yeah. a yoga ball is doing yoga, right? Or, or you know, I don't know some some like just dance thing. I don't know using it as a prop or something. I I don't know, but for me. I'm using Man. it to speed run, and this is this is a bad idea. It's first first ever speed run on a yoga ball. What's up? New category. I, I feel like I got world record on that. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> oh man, God, I love talking to you. Um, Likewise. 
All right, guys, you've uh, if you've been sitting here like, what are what is what am I listening to? This is the Cooperative Games Cast, episode number three. Welcome, guys, gals, and non-binary pals. Uh, this is the show where two Twitch broadcasters sit down and bring you the weekly streamer and gaming news. Uh, I'm, of course, your host, Dylan, but I'm known on Twitch as Gooperatives or Goop. And we are joined by the always handsome Bobo Chet. The, uh, the famous and professional uh, yoga ball streamer. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yoga ball speedrunner. Speed, speedrunner extraordinaire, but only on yoga balls. Only. <laughs> Come at me, fam. Uh, Come at me. I make a new category, speedruns. I dare you. <laughs> I dare you, AGDQ. I'll see you there. <laughs> I'll see you there. You guys can catch me at AGDQ. Um, I'll be speedrunning any game on a yoga ball. Yo, if we, if if this branding deal takes off for you, you could have like a yoga ball named after you. It'll be Bobo Balls. You could. Oh my god! You think we can get like DX Racer to to make yoga ball. Ga- gaming yoga ball chairs? I, do right, I think we on. could? No, but should we try? Absolutely. <laughs> I feel like we've just stumbled upon like a hidden market. Yeah, it's very hidden. It's it, so it, hidden I, nobody I, knows they need it right now. Yeah, I mean, now <laughs> when this goes live, someone's going to be like, oh man, I got I to gotta rush to make this, but it's already too late. By the time this airs, we're already going to copyright and trademark it. Mm-hmm. And then so it's too late. I'll spend our life savings on Bobo Balls. Yeah, bo- Bobo Ball. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna uh, we're gonna be known as the yeah the hey you want to get sponsored by some bubble balls man like bro hey. get away from me <laughs> like <laughs> it helps I promise it helps your core while you're, while you're streaming for long hours oh, this is getting weird you're playing the Fortnites <laughs> I got I got some bubble balls for you even the ninja feller has bobo balls uh, yeah we'll, we'll send we'll send five to ninja and see what, what he does. <laughs> Uh, if you guys like what you see and or hear and you want to help keep the lights on, hop on over to patreon.com slash cooperatives. You can toss us a few bucks over there where you could get early access to this very podcast and even access to the Patreon exclusive pre and post shows. Uh, wow. It's already been such a good cast. I don't really know. Let's do this all day. Uh, all right. <laughs> we'll get into the streamer news. It is. I'll tell you right now in terms of streaming news, it is all quiet. There is like a ceasefire amongst streaming platforms there was nothing happening <laughs> but that could either be a good thing or a bad thing yeah like mixer Streamlabs, like Streamlabs obs like they like there there are no new crazy updates there's nothing happening on mixer uh it's been quiet but one cool thing <clears throat> this is like monumental twitchcon 2019 dates have been announced they're september 27th through the 29th in san diego california i am excited i'm ready to go um, obviously I'm not actually ready. I don't have that kind of money yet. Uh, but they announced it, what, seven months early, which is last yeah. year. If we remember, they announced it in what, like they, it was like June or July. It was pretty late last year, I feel like. Um, and then of course we saw TwitchCon EU. They just announced tickets like going on sale. Like, you know, cause I guess that's the thing. They announced the dates, but when are the tickets going to be on sale? Um, yeah kind of thing I, I you know honestly though them announcing the date that gives people so much time like the tickets are the cheapest part right because the flight the yeah, hotel it's normal like um like a hundred like I mean, or something like that they used to have uh um, they changed it uh recently but they used to have uh early bird and yeah i remember um, that my first year the affiliates had a discount partners had a discount and then it was just you know regular like community Mm-hmm. Uh, and and the prices were different. Yeah, they were. Um, yeah. 
now there was also like referral programs it, back in the day yeah yeah, they I don't did. know. Are they still doing the referral thing? They got rid of that last year. A lot of people thought they were going to be like, oh, if 10 people use your referral, you'll get like so much money back. But then they last year they were like, nah, fam, like we're losing too much money. We can't. So they, they, uh, they stopped they doing also, it. Yeah, they also did the um, like partners, affiliates, community members. Um, there was no early bird um, pricing. Everybody had the same price for the three-day. Basically, yeah. Uh, yeah, it was it was just the same. And I mean – it's fine, uh, understandable, but you know, it was just kind of like out of left field because, like, whoa, the prices are changing every day. You know, you kind of don't really know what to expect. But yeah, at San Diego, I know it's a bigger venue. I know they do conventions really well there. Cool, um, yeah. Yeah. I feel like it'll be a lot more organized than it was when we were in San Jose. Uh, man, I can only hope. Uh, I mean, they so they've done. They've been at this venue before. I, I would like to think that TwitchCon has struggled with getting the venues and then knowing specifically like the ins and outs of the venue. Since they've done San Diego, like uh, my hope is that San Jose went because it was not a great experience for a lot of people. Um, my hope is that they went. You know what? Let's go back to San Diego. We know the place. And that way we can spend more time on making it and organized instead of finding a new place and then trying to make it perfect. They can go to a place they've already been and really like iterate on the formula. That's my hope. That's giving Twitch a lot of credit for what they've shown they can do um, mm-hmm. when it comes to, you know, it is a small organizational team. So I'm hoping that, you know, that some of that pressure and weight will be off. Um, and the good news is that, you know, this, the earlier they release dates for when it's going to be, means the earlier that companies and brands can sign up to be there um and so hopefully we'll see cooler booths from you know different studios or different companies we don't normally see um and stuff like that too so uh but i yeah did you go to san diego's did you go to 2016's i did not i went to 2017's that was my first time i didn't go to 2016 although um i thought about going Mm -hmm. um but it was too last minute, and right. right then I was still kind of trying to learn things like about Twitch, and, yeah. and and I didn't, I wasn't a hundred percent about the whole um, flying out from New York to California. That's true. You were like way further. Uh, it was across the country. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And and my thing is, I'm terrified of heights, and I'm terrified of planes in Ooh, general. I didn't know that. So, yeah, it's it, it's one of those things that I mean, if if we can get into a touchy subject here. Sure. Yeah. Um, living living in New York, I was alive during the time of nine eleven. Ah, ah. Uh, so sense. it it was kind of a traumatic experience. Yeah. Um. So it, it was one of those things that I've always been hesitant on trains, uh, trains, uh, planes. Um. Mm-hmm. And that's why I kind of always avoided them. Uh, TwitchCon's actually the real first time I decided to say, you know what, let me, let me hop on. Actually, this plane. kind of. Yeah. Let Let me actually go on this plane and go to California because there was a lot of people who wanted to meet me. Yeah, surprisingly so, and I was like, I don't want to let these people down, and I kind of want to meet them too. And I was like, all right, you know, let's let's try to like face this fear. And then, um, halfway through the ride, I was like, this is a mistake. <laughs> I was I was terrified. I'm sorry, it was really bad. I thought that was gonna go a different. Way. I thought you're gonna be like, you know what? It wasn't that bad. But you're like, no, I wanted to die. It was terrible. No, this, was, this was really bad. I mean, we hit turbulence, and oh. I thought. And the thing is, turbulence felt like my thing is, I was I was like half asleep. Then we hit turbulence, and then in my brain, I was like, oh no, it's just you know, 
We're dead. It, it's, it's, the wheels are hitting like a bump on the road or something. And then I went back to sleep and then I was like, wait a minute, we're in the air. <laughs> it's like, what? what is it? What are we hitting right now? Yeah. You like explained it in your head and you're like, oh, wait, hold on. Yeah. Um, so that was fun. I, I was actually, um, I don't know if you know, um, do you know Mr. Maximus? Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've known him for a little while. And we Mr. haven't Mr. Maximus while, 11. But... I haven't spoken to him much as of late. I know he's been busy with some IRL stuff, but he actually, um, to, to help me out with my, with my fear of planes, he said that he's going to drive all the way from Atlanta mm-hmm. to, to come to New York. And I was like, Oh, you know, you don't have to do that. He's like, yeah, we'll do it. And then, you know, me and him were rooming together. Um, me, him, uh, another streamer known as retro zombie and Akita Fuki. We were friends. So we were like, yeah, you know, at least we know each other. We'll be able to stick together and room together and, you know, just, there's safety in numbers, so to speak. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But he was driving down, and which is a long drive. I think it was like 13 hours. Um, he, he drove, well, not down, it's more like up, but he drove up to New York. Um, and I'm like boarding the plane. I'm like, hey, where are you? We're about to board. Like, final call's happening soon. And then all I hear is like a, a screech, and then he's like, yeah, I'm on my way. I'm almost there. And, and I'm like, are you drifting right now? He's like, yeah, I'm going like 110 on PT Cruiser, <laughs> no. and uh, I know I'm running late. Oh my god! I haven't gosh. even made it to parking yet. I was like, "Oh no!" Oh no! Did he make it? So, no, he missed the flight, and I was by myself. And that was for 2017. Uh, yeah, that was for 2017. And the thing that was crazy was that, you know, he he was able to get onto the next flight, um, and and they let him come on, and you know, he was like, "Yeah, I missed my flight," and they were like, "If we have room for this one, we'll bring you on," and they brought him on. Um, Oof. but he, he ended up having a crazy experience too. Apparently the person that he was sitting next to, um, brought on illegal drugs on the plane oh and you know, he, was, he was like very like antsy. He was like jittering. Um, Man's was he kept going one. to the bathroom and apparently he kept going to the bathroom to flush like drugs down the toilet what? or something. I'm so, I and, don't understand. Yeah. And people. then like the, uh, like the air marshal got involved and I was like, what happened to you? I was like, God. dude, this is unfortunate. He was, he was sitting there. He's like, yeah, I was freaking out. It's like, I didn't, I, out of all the people they sat me next to. God, last, okay. The moral of the story, catch your flights, people. I just, <laughs> God, that's a nightmare. Yeah. This catch Now, 2017 was before, like, you and Japa and everything, right? So, but last year, um, you guys flew together. Me and Japa officially went, um on like our first real date at TwitchCon 2017. Right. Okay. So one, the trip was worth it. And then, yeah. And then 2018, I imagine that was an easier flight kind of going with somebody. Yeah. Me and Jappa had it all planned and, and she kind of, um, it's funny because Jappa was playing like the manager role. Mm -hmm. Oh, like the CM. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Cause she was, um, there was a lot of people that I wanted to meet and there was a lot of people who also wanted to hang out with me and stuff. And, I wanted to do meet and greets and I had scheduled things going on and you know, she was making sure that I wasn't talking to people for too long. So she was like pulling me away yeah. and I tend to have a habit of, you know, I'll see somebody and then I'm like, Oh, Hey, it's nice to meet you. I, I see you in the stream all the time. And you know, we'll chat for a while and then, you know, I'll, I'll just be in all that I'm meeting people from my community. And you know, I, I end up don't want to leave, right. but I know I have to meet everybody else and give everyone the same amount of time. Yep. Um, so she she was there to kind of keep me on schedule and very appreciative of that. Good. Yeah. I <clears throat> I mean, that's just a testament to like, I don't know, 
I, I, she's good for you in so many ways. But anyway, that's that's a conversation for some, another day. Some some could say too good. She, too good. She's, <laughs> she, she's great. <laughs> I, I'm I'm just the I don't know. I'm 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 just me, and she's fantastic, and I'm just really lucky. As he sits on a yoga ball doing a podcast. As I sit, <laughs> yeah. As I sit on a yoga ball, mind uh-huh. you, I, the chair that I broke was hers. So she's oh. kind of upset about that a little bit. Rest in pepperonis. I think, yeah. <laughs> so this is also a yoga ball, so it's like. Yeah. She's like, well, don't you dare break my yoga ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. She's already told me. She's ready to the riot act already. <laughs> All right, guys. We're going to move into the gaming news. That's about it for streamer news. TwitchCon dates September 27th through the 29th in San Diego, California. Like I said, uh, for me, I think last year tickets were around like 180-ish dollars, but this gives you the chance now to book hotels, to book flights, uh, to, to look at that stuff. I always recommend Airbnbs. You do pay up front, but unlike hotels, rarely do Airbnbs overbook themselves and then cancel four months later. So, um, And try to get there a day early and get your badges. Yep. Day zero is yes. probably one of the best days to get your badges. Absolutely. Getting there day of bad is gonna be hell don't yes if you can afford it get there the thursday before yeah get your badges get settled in get a good night's sleep else you are gonna be a cranky bastard come friday uh and you might stand in line all day uh as 20, oh, that's another thing. 2018 has shown us so um gaming news gaming news is pretty light this week uh it's really everybody talking about the official release of anthem and we're not going to talk too much about anthem as it's not officially fully out it doesn't actually have its day one patch yet um stuff like that we're not gonna talk about too much we'll talk about like my experience playing it and and stuff like that maybe at the end but uh we're gonna stay away from the reviews and things of that nature for now that'll be next week um so number one the dlc that was originally planned for hollow knight has now spun off into its own game the game silk song allows you to take control of hollow knight supporting character hornet this dlc was originally funded via kickstarter but was expanded into its own game after development started uh they said and quote as we kept going and kicking around ideas the idea of having hornet going on an adventure in a whole new kingdom was an interesting idea to us this comes by way of co-director william pellin uh, original backers of the kickstarter will be able to obtain their free copy of silk song via a survey that will be sent out to backer emails in the future of course, this will be a standalone game. This is coming to PC and Switch. There is no release date. Um, they showed off a sizable trailer. We have to remember, I think this is a three-man development team, though, still working on this game. Um, hmm. Honestly, I'm I'm in. I don't know if you've ever played Hollow Knight. I don't know if you like Metroidvanias, but for me, I got Hollow Knight. It, it took me like four hours to really start getting into the game. And since then, I have beaten it three times and sunk 40 hours into it because there's multiple endings and secrets and stuff. So uh, it was a $15 purchase for me, uh, and I got 40 wonder. Like, I'm getting a hand tattoo of Hollow Knight lore. Um, I I love the game. I love the art style. Um, If you like Metroidvanias, um, it's very much that, but with, like, a more swordsman-based sort of uh, combat style. It's all about dodging and, like, Oh, I'm gonna hit this enemy tw- twice and then back out until they miss their mm-hmm. attack. And it's it's kind of like a lot of people say it's very Dark Souls, um, but it it is that style of like jab, jab, and then stay away and learn the enemy's attack patterns. And but the way the map works and functions is very much like, oh, I got a new ability. Okay, where on the map did I get stuck? And can I go back there? And will this ability help me get through? And um, but uh, it's an amazing game. I love the art style. I love. The, the music is outstanding. Um, 
if you've ever heard like the Dark Souls boss fight music, um, it's very orchestral and like grandeur and like bigger, larger than life. And and Hollow Knight does that same thing with the music. It's very, it sets a tone. Um, and yeah, this DLC was supposed to be like, oh, you just kind of play as like the supporting character with new abilities. And then they showed off the trailer, and it looks honestly, it looks like it's going to be another twenty to forty hours for for me. And I'm if I have to spend fifteen bucks again, like let's go. I'm in. I'm cool. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, I, you know, I've never played uh, Hollow Knight, but I've seen people play it, and I think I may have seen you stream it. Yep. Yeah, I um, played all of it on stream. Yeah. Yeah, I've you know I've seen the game. I'm familiar with it. I've personally never played it, but. I am a fan of Metroidvanias. Mm-hmm. Um, played a lot of Castlevania growing up. Same thing with Metroid. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't mind trying it out. I, I've tried a game called um, Shovel Knight. Shovel Knight's amazing. Yeah, I like Shovel Knight. It's not made by the same people, right? No, it's different. Yeah, it's different people. Shovel Knight is like that different 16. Yeah, yeah, different, different nights. Um, different yeah. Nights. My apologies. Sh- uh, Shovel Knight, yeah, is very like, it's got that like classic uh, retro feel. Hollow Knight is like mm-hmm. hand-drawn artwork. Um, it, it's got a very unique art style too. It's very simplistic, but it it like works for that. Um, but yeah, I recommend anyone get that. It's on the Switch. Like I said, it's like fifteen bucks. Um, uh, it's also on Steam. I like it on Switch. It's a game that you can like put up and or pick up and like put down like flights stuff like that. It's a super good game for. Um, yeah, I love it. I love the level of difficulty it offers and stuff like that. It's, oof. So yeah, hearing Silk Song is coming out, I was like, let's go. This is cool. Um, I might have to see if they do a bundle release where you can get both games for like a discounted price or something. I would imagine that Steam would do something like that. I don't know about the eShop. They always do weird stuff like that. It would be cool yeah. if they did like, oh, spend, you know, 25 and it's a $5 discount. And you get Ooh, both or, or something a, like that. Or a, um, an actual hard copy release of both games. That would be super cool. They're actually talking about it because right now, like, you know, it's a small indie studio, so they don't really... Like, they don't have the money to do hard copies, um, but just like with Celeste, um, Limited Run or Merge, they're talking about, or somebody is, about, like, funding and publishing a physical copy. But I wonder if they are waiting for Silk Song to come out to do that, like, you know, pre-order the... Because I, I pre-ordered Celeste, and Celeste is a, a smaller indie game, and they were like, mm-hmm. if you don't pre-order this game, like, now, it will never be, like, manufactured again. We're only making enough to fulfill pre-orders. Um, and so I think Hollow Knight would do something like that. They were going to at one point and they canceled it. And I think this is probably also why, um, I'm, I love physical copies, so I would totally be in there for, for that. So, um, I, I personally, um, prefer physical, but it seems like we live in a digital age mm -hmm. and, and I understand that it's easier to meet with the demand, um for you know just developers in general yep just to meet with that demand of hey here's a game you know it's all digital you know you just download it you're good to go yep um but you know being born in an era where digital games were not really accessible and everything was on cds mm-hmm. you know I, I'm, a, I'm a retro collector that's something that i i enjoy something about you know buying a game and then having it in the plastic and you're like man i can't wait to open this up and play it and then you're like reading the back covers like five times Mm -hmm. trying to see it and get pumped for the game i don't know it's something that i miss i know it's small stuff but it's something that i i always really enjoyed when i get a game now it's like i go on steam purchase it all right it's downloading i guess i'll go and watch a some (laughs) streams for now yeah 
I, I I'm with you. Yeah, because I have a I don't have my Super Nintendo anymore, but I have a bunch of Super Nintendo games behind me. So I have like Super Metroid or like you know um, the original Mario Kart, or I have like Star Fox and and stuff on the SNES. Like I have a lot of those um, <clears throat> older games, and there there is something about having a tangible like even if you're not like playing it, it's on your shelf. You display it like it, mm. it is a little ridiculous, right? And I understand that there's two sides to it i I love digital but i hate digital because i like on my playstation right when a game is 60 70 gigabytes i have to like delete a whole other game to download a new game and i could expand my storage but then i have to keep doing you know so i i get why people like digital but yeah there's like that feeling of like okay i'm just gonna download it like there is something cool about opening it up looking at the artwork on the cover and like physically having it that i just i i adore it and so especially with indie games that i love when they when they have a physical release i'm like yes let's go like i want this so bad um especially if it'll never be manufactured again or something like that it's it's an easy choice Mm -hmm. no i i agree i agree wholeheartedly one of the things that i miss though i don't know if you remember this do you remember that they had a phone number in the back of like a lot of nintendo games yeah i do and then you call them, and it's like, "Hey, you got want some tips or tricks? Mm-hmm. Just call in that. I, I don't know. I, some a part of me misses that. You yeah. know, I, I don't know. It, it's strange to to actually miss those little like small things. I guess it's just because nostalgia. But yeah, I just used to say it's definitely that like nostalgia factor. Because like now it's just like we have the internet, so just Google it. But like there is something like it just takes you back to that childhood. Like mm-hmm. just how i don't know it, it was it's yeah it was a different time i i definitely know what you mean though just kind of looking back and being like man the good old days i know right um, and now you're old you're right now you just google everything <laughs> yourself and you download everything yourself and it sucks yeah <laughs> you're jaded uh moving on number two on the Gamescast news resident evil 2 gets its free dlc titled the ghost survivors this DLC includes three characters, Robert Kendo, Catherine, and Ghost, the Lone Soldier, and follows them through what-if scenarios during different times in the Raccoon City outbreak. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, so um, I, this is a really small editorial there. It is free if you have Resident Evil 2. You just get to play it. Um, these are yeah. fairly short, couple hours apiece, um, with varying difficulties on each of them, right? Well, it's not even a couple of hours. I mean, you can beat it. It's it's. I mean, in the sense of you're gonna die a lot. But yeah, of course. Playing it over to beat the game to beat like each of them is like no more than maybe like ten minutes. Oh, really? Yeah, I mean, oh. I beat um, uh, I beat uh, what is it? The Robert Kendo's story. It's I think No Time to Mourn. Mm-hmm. Uh, my first playthrough was eleven minutes. Oh, uh, well, okay. That's and then, quite a bit shorter than it, I thought, it, but it, it was it was it's it's harder. Um. I died a lot. I didn't beat it within an hour, technically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But my whole playthrough was 11 minutes. It's it's not like a real like campaign. It's more like a... Um... So so Resident Evil tends to have these uh, kind of arcade modes. Um, some of them are called Mercenaries, X-Battle. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's similar to like Hunk or Tofu. So basically, these are kind of like, you know, the um, Last Survivor or... or uh, or fourth survivor rather uh, for you know playing as hunk mm-hmm. yeah. these are basically that just you're playing as robert kendo and Catherine, and then the dude from umbrella who gets uh killed in the intro mm-hmm. yeah by birkin um yeah it's basically one of those things it's kind of like just a hunk uh skin 
but just different areas. And mm-hmm. they have a little bit of like, you know, story to it where they'll show some pictures and slideshows of like, hey, look, this happened. That's how he's still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, these these actually take place um, at different times during the outbreak. Um, I guess no spoilers or anything, but um from what I can tell, not all of these characters die. I know, I know, the lone soldier doesn't make it out. Obviously, you see him in in the beginning, but like Kendo and Catherine, their their stories don't end with them dying. I would imagine. Um, no, they they all three of those people died in uh, the canon lore of Resident Evil. Oh, they're they're one hundred percent dead, super dead. Cool. Uh, all right. <laughs> so it's uh yeah they're they're super dead. Um. This is an alternate universe DLC. Yes. Yeah. So everybody survives um, in the alternate universe. Mm-hmm. Um, Catherine is the mayor's daughter. You see her mm-hmm. on the bed, or not the bed, but the, uh, the table. Yes. Uh, with, um, with when the, you're playing as Sherry. Yeah, with the chief. Yeah, Chief Irons. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're you're in that room and you see him there. Uh, she's she's long long dead. She's yeah, um, super dead as we uh, say. Robert Kendo. Um, he he dies um, after he kills his family, who have turned into zombies. Mm-hmm. Uh, spoilers, by the way, if anybody doesn't want to know. If anyone hasn't um, played the, the yeah. base game. Um, but, you know, the alternate universe aspect of it, and this is another spoiler for the DLC, um, Robert Kendo uh, actually doesn't die um, after he kills his, um, his family. And Catherine actually struggles... Um, to fight Chief Irons and actually stabs him in the neck, and oh, he dies. So it, it's it's so, an alternate universe, and she okay. saves um Ben. You know Ben's the guy who uh who's in it's the jail like cell up, where yeah. yeah she saves Ben, which is apparently uh, I didn't know this until the DLC, but apparently they're lovers. Uh, oh, that's oh. mind blown. Yeah, that is strange. New new context. <laughs> yeah, I know, right. So they're lovers, so she goes to save him out of jail, and that's it. And then um, the lone soldier, or uh, I, I think it's his name, is it Ghost? I, don't, I think I, I know it's he Ghost, wa- yeah. He's the... Um, From what I can find. Yeah, he's the uh, he's the guy who got left behind, technically, but in um, reality, he was killed by Birkin. He has the claw mark across his eye, with the, uh, rather, he has the destroyed goggle. Right. And it's uh, just implied that he was attacked by Birkin. Um, you can see that in the opening scene of Resident Evil 2 Classic, where you see a dude shooting. He kind of looks like Hunk. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, William Birkin comes up, raises his claw, and swipes at him, and then he dies. And then it's like, Resident Evil 2, and it shows the eyeball. Um, so it's supposed to be that guy. Um, not necessarily like a main person, just kind of like a side character that just died. Um, but that's basically it for the DLC. Yeah, that's it. That's a little, yeah, but it's free, right? So it's you know that's a little shorter. Than I thought it was so like a good you know depending on how good you are at the game, you'll probably spend you know three hours or so playing all of them. You know your play obviously you die and it doesn't count that mm-hmm. on your clock in the game. So the game will be like twelve minutes and you're like yeah okay, but uh, that's cool though. I I haven't played them yet. Um, I've been I've been personally playing through Bloodborne again, so I'm gonna go mm-hmm. back to RE, um, and play through some of that i gotta beat my hardcore run i i love that yeah i didn't want to burn out on it so i actually took a step back 
Um, from what Resident Evil? Yeah, because I from from Resident Evil. Yeah, because I was like, I could keep playing this hardcore mode. Like I could keep routing this and and get the platinum. And I was like, I I'm gonna play this game too much, and I'm gonna hate it. So I'm gonna take a second and like do something else that, for a bit and come back. Yeah. That's what I did last night. I was I was playing it. I completed a Claire run, knife only, and then I was like, you know what? I know I said we were gonna do Leon uh, knife only, and then Ghost Survivors, but I I decided, you know what? Let's just go into some uh, Code Veronica and just chill for the rest Hell of the Hell yeah. That's actually... And people were like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> jump games? And I had people coming in from the Twitter because I put that. I was like, yeah, I'm doing knife-only runs on Resident Evil. And people were like, I've been lied to. You're playing Code Veronica. <laughs> There's always like the Twitch that comes in like, oh yeah, this is Resident Evil 2. All right. And you're like, oh, guys, I'm yeah. Away. Yeah. Like, come on. <laughs> get, get to me a break. Um, yeah. So, I'm, I'm, man, I'm excited to get into that though. Um. Number three on the games cast, pretty short one. Uh, merely 10 months after its opening, the Razer Game Store is uh, shuttering its digital doors on February 28th at 4 a.m. The closure seems to be part of a company priority uh, restructure. Um, not a lot of people knew that Razer had a store, including myself, um, but they actually were fulfilling games. I believe they were selling like Steam keys and they were selling um, Uplay, like Ubisoft Uplay keys. So. I, I, you know what it if I didn't know it existed I bet there's a lot of people that didn't and so I bet that they weren't really doing so hot in terms of like making that a profitable place to put their money um so yeah seven we're talking left. about razor like like my mouse razor yep. naga yep. like razor razor mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah and razor has their hands in a lot of pots man yeah. I didn't even know they were doing this because razor they um they do, you know, like keyboards, mouses, you know, stuff like that. They also do um, microphones. I believe they do cameras too. Like they, they've been trying to branch out to like streaming stuff too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have aside a, from just like a webcam. Know, yeah, yeah, and, and I feel like they're they're really branching out and they're trying to you know get on this. I guess this uh this growing popularity of Twitch streamers. You know, before it was just like hey, you know, we're just selling to like the the gaming market, so to speak, like the PC gaming market. Now yeah. it's like, we want to, we want to sell to the PC gamer market. And I understand what they're doing with this, but I didn't even know it existed. Right. Like, I think that's the thing is like, if like how many people out there knew it existed and then that's probably why it didn't like really work out so well. So not going to lie. When I saw this on the, on the, you know, gaming news document that you, you shared with me, mm-hmm. I was like, Oh God, I know nothing of this exactly yeah i I read it and i was like huh uh that's that's new news uh (laughs) yeah i was i was kind of like man if goop brings this up it's like hey so what what do you think about razor you buy anything from the the razor game store i was like uh yeah you know i I gotta we got that game (laughs) that well that one (laughs) that one thing i've only ever had one razor product to begin with and it was just a headset like i've always there's i don't have any issues with them but like i've always like i don't i don't it's been strange for me to see them because i always knew like razor was synonymous with like hardcore pc gaming for like a really really long time like years and years and years ago um i felt like when it came to peripherals and now i feel like the word on the street is that razor stuff is a little expensive for like the quality and that's why people go like logitech or other things um so i i think that i you know what like though kind of what you said they have their hands in like a lot of pots i think that maybe they were just like this isn't making money and we need to figure our stuff out a little better um 
so yeah, I, I don't know. I know they sell their own computers now, technically, um, which is just a culmination of other parts, I believe. But um, kind of, I don't know. Interesting. Not really anything too crazy. The next one's kind of all fun. I've ever had was a uh, Razer Naga. Yeah, I thought it was neat. <laughs> I thought I thought it was neat. Um, yeah, yeah, I thought it was neat. I don't have it anymore. My ex has it alongside my um my MacBook Pro. Damn. Damn, bro. I know. I love that MacBook Pro and that Razer Naga. I'm not gonna lie. As as a streamer, like I, you know, we kind of have to use PC stuff. But I, I, mm-hmm. you know, I really do. I do love the customizability of a PC. I can't, you know, I know you can't really game on MacBooks the way that you know they're not support. But I do love me a good MacBook. Like if I'm gonna, I mean, I, I used it for like Final Cut Pro and After yeah. Effects, and, and that in itself is like kind of like worth. In my opinion. Worth all of it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, number four on the games cast, Alfonso Ribeiro. Or Ribeiro, I think. I don't know how to say his name. Uh, Alfonso Ribeiro sued Epic Games and 2K back in December of 2018 for the use of the quote-unquote Carlton dance in their game as an additional obtainable emote. According to the U.S. Copyright Office, though, the dance is a quote, simple routine and is not... Uh, and is, quote, not registrable as a choreographic work. This, of course, uh, this, of course, means that Ribeiro has no right to sue for the copyright infringement as he does not own the dance. Uh, yeah, we, we originally heard that he was trying to sue Fortnite, trying to get some extra dollar bills, but he really couldn't sue over something he didn't own the copyrights for. So he applied to uh, get the copyrights for the dance and was denied quite like it, they they literally said it's a simple routine and is not registrable as a choreographic work like just kind of was like yeah no like what are you doing um of course epic is like yo this is awesome because we don't have to pay you and at the same time you have to wonder if the person who owns the rights to the dance is actually nbc as they aired the episode in which it was on it was like the the episode was like 1991 uh when that episode came out but i believe you know looking at it I don't think that he would have copyright claims to it anyway, because he did perform it, but the dance is part of his character and not, but, uh, you know, he, it is a dance he brought back when he did like dancing with the stars and all that stuff. So, uh, but you know, I think, I think there's something to be said here because so many people are like suing Epic, uh, in, you know, over Fortnite dance emotes, um, you know, uh, you know, the, the, the Millie rock and stuff like that. And I'm like, I just don't think you can. Especially if there a lot of these are just really simple like dance moves that don't aren't like choreographed aren't like you know it's not like a Beyonce routine you know what I mean so uh-huh. I just uh, yeah I, I, uh, it doesn't make sense to me I I think that dance moves or dances like unique dances um I, I think they should be copyrighted I think I, I think so. Just because it's it's kind of it's it's a performance. It's a it's a they're content creators. You know, they that's something that they made as you know their routine, and it's unique. Sure, they can incorporate it in other dances and other people too. But if you look at it, it's like a, a musician making a song. You know, they'll they'll play like some chords and stuff like that, um, and you know they'll put some lyrics to it or and whatnot or even instrumental pieces get copyrighted too even though there's like some chords and maybe some licks here and there those get copyrighted too so why can't necessarily a dance be copyrighted i think 
I think it. You know, I think it's really complicated, and I think it depends, right? Because um, the dance. So, like, if you know, I don't know if somebody because there because there are like cover bands and other bands can play other people's songs and stuff like that. But you can't um, make money off those. Yeah, and- it gets it gets weird because I think I think there's something to say like the Carlton dance is not that I am an expert at dancing and not that I can. But it is something that is so like one, I think it's synonymous with Carlton, like as a character. Um and I think that there's also like when you see the Carlton dance, you hear Tom Jones, right? You hear the song. And I think mm-hmm. all of that together isn't something that he has right to. Like he's the original person who like performed it but i think that like nbc was like i you know i i don't know how it went behind closed doors but i'm sure nbc was like okay and your character does this dance and we're gonna put this song over it like i think it's less about the dance and more about the entire experience of like the carlton the carlton experience i guess i think dances should be copywritten definitely because it is like a performing uh you know it it, it is but I, I, at what point, I guess, it, you know, there's an argument to be made, like, if even a simple painting should be, like, a, an original from somebody that shouldn't be ripped off. Um, and I think that a simple dance probably falls under that. I, I, I you know, I'm in a really weird spot with it. Um, I, I think the biggest thing is that, like, he didn't try to copyright it until they started making money. And then he was like, oh, but wait, hold on, that's mine. And it, it's like, well... Yeah, I think you just want some money, man. Like, um, and at the end of the day, I think if it would have gone to court, Epic would have been like, "Here, it, here is your X amount of money," because it doesn't matter to us that much, and they would have settled out of court. But I mean, I'm with you. I get it. Um, I think, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's it's to me, it's like writing just the chorus of the song and then being like, "Okay, the chorus is copywritten," versus like a yeah. full like you know like a a Beyonce dance routine is like this whole big crazy. It's like a full song. But it's like, so do we, I don't know. It's all very subjective and it depends on on like who it goes to, I guess. I feel like if you're using it as a piece of, you know, like, um, because people sample, you know, lyrics and, and music all the time, you know, and, and that's fine because it happens in, especially a lot in, in like hip hop and, and rap music. Yeah. Yeah. With dancing. I mean, I feel like, in a sense, sampling the Carlton, putting it into your choreography, uh, like your your choreography, I think that's okay. Mm-hmm. But when it's just the Carlton by itself, nothing else, mm-hmm. that's when things should be addressed. Because there, it, it's kind of hiding behind the fact that well, if they put it in their you know their piece, then you know, you know, it, it's kind of hard to do this. I was like, no, I mean, if he's doing the dance, just the Carlton, mm-hmm. and there's no other like choreography with it. Yeah, there's no other original. Yeah, you're just doing the Carlton. There's like no, there's nothing behind it, you know. Mm-hmm. Same thing with the 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 backpack kid who does the uh, the floss, Oof. you know, is what they call it. Yeah, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's technically, you know, I guess that's technically his dance. I mean, that's the only person I've seen do it, you know. And mm-hmm. I think he did also a thing where he he's suing. Yeah, uh, Fortnite. Yeah, the same then, uh, lawyer the- got like a bunch of them together and was like, "Let's go sue Fortnite." Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and and it's crazy. Because it, it, the thing is, I feel like they have a case. Uh, same thing with the Millie Rock. Um, I feel like they all have a case with it, especially since it's only it's not being used in choreography. It's just using that exact dance, and that's it. 
Yeah, I, I'm inclined to agree with you there. I, and I think it's weird that it went to the, you know, the um, U.S. copyright offices and they were like, nah, like it's not good. It, it's essentially was it's not like you it's not good enough to be copywritten. And that seems like a weird like it's not complex enough per their standards. Like, I'm, uh, yeah, it is. It's a weird spot. I definitely think it's it's almost the same as if you see artwork being posted like if if fortnite like had sprays that were co- copywritten pieces of art like it, yeah that would be the same issue it's very strange it is yeah real gray um all right this is the last one this is the the heartbreaking one we already kind of talked about it a little bit but uh Reggie Fisame from Nintendo of America is retiring his last day will be april 15th um there was this comes all it's all over twitter it came directly from nintendo um he posted a there is like a kind of a farewell video um reggie has been doing this for 12, 12 15 years 15 years now um and uh we were kind of talking on the pre-show um about reggie and and his contributions and how he is literally the face of nintendo for so many people like twitter is just blowing up with like ev- anybody from Animal Crossing fans to Zelda to Mario, like everybody's just like, no, Reggie. Um, there's no doubt that Reggie's getting old, right? He's getting up there. Uh, he yeah. should spend time with his his family, his friends. And I don't think it means that we'll never see Reggie on some sort of Nintendo stage again. There'll be an E3 or a Nintendo Direct 10 years from now where we see Reggie pop out with some crazy just new console, new something. And he's like, hey. I endorse this. This is super cool. And then Nintendo stock prices rise like 40%. And um, yeah. yeah, I mean, you, you got to meet Reggie. Uh, for anyone who didn't hear the pre-show, um, you said he was, you know, he's just a guy, just a dude, Papa Reggie, just hanging out. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's very sociable. You know, he, he comes off very casual and um, living in New York, um, I've frequented, uh, what is it? Uh, Nintendo NYC constantly or Nintendo New York is what I guess it's, uh, mm-hmm. it's been referred to now. Cause I think they did a rebranding, but, um, you know, you had a couple of people come in from Nintendo, you know, you had the voice of Mario, um, and, and along the side of the voice of Mario show up, you also had Reggie, you know? So it was pretty neat, uh, being able to meet him and, you know, talk to him, shake his hand and, you know, when he talks to you, he, he's talking to a person, you know, and that's how you feel when you're talking to him, too. It's not like a very high end corporate, you know, guy just, yeah. you know, looking at you just for money or just brushing you off saying, yeah, yeah. Hi, how you doing? Walking. He actually came off very genuine. Um, and he, he did that with everybody, you know, he's a very, very nice dude. Um, obviously, he can, you know, switch off to his professional mode as well, but he was. You know, he was playing games, you know, he was hanging out, he was talking to people, and genuinely, he just comes off as though he's a fan, you know? More more so than just being the president, he's also a fan of Nintendo and, and the games itself. Yeah, I mean, like, that's, and that's kind of what he says in his video, and that's what makes it, like, a really powerful video, and he's like, because he's like, I'm losing one title in April of, you know, president of Nintendo America, but I'm retaining one title, and that's Nintendo Fan. And mm-hmm. I think I think that's maybe how all his interactions were was like he just wanted to be with other Nintendo fans and just 
like that's what made it so easy to talk to him or be around him was that he like you guys no matter what like no matter how awkward the small talk was or whatever it was just yo so like what what's your favorite nintendo games like i love this game i love these like what you know like it was easy for him to talk to people because he mm-hmm. loved the games um and and i think uh, you know, we have Doug Bowser coming in after him. We already see Doug Bowser being a memester and like kind of, you know, joking and having fun too. And I think Nintendo, I think Nintendo does a really good job of putting the right people in the right spots. Um, I don't think that they just promote people without thinking stuff through or whatever. Um, and so I'm excited. I'm excited to see a guy with the last name Bowser. We kind of talked about this a bit, but like, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what he does and the memes that come out of that and how he leans into that for, you know, I, I would assume he'll be at E3 um so uh because that's in june july june um june 20th i think um and so it'll be nice to see like doug bowser like get on stage with some jacket you know we saw team bowser jacket or something like that and just announce some goofy stuff or whatever Um, i I would like to see him announce a uh bowser game of him being a uh, protagonist primarily mm -hmm. you know bowser protagonist yeah um and wearing a full-on bowser suit Minus the head. <laughs> minus the head. God. Minus that's yeah. like nightmare fuel. <laughs> like it's just this really tiny <laughs> bald guy. Because you got to know it's him. You know you can't. You, you could just have someone else in there. And, could. and you want to make sure he, he can breathe in there because he's probably presenting. So um, full on Bowser suit. Let's make it like Mario Party. You know, Mario Party had a thing where you wore a Bowser suit in one of the mini games, and all you saw was their head. And so you had like Princess Peach's head on top of Bowser. Um, so I I feel like we can we can get that. I, we probably send out like a petition or something. <laughs> He'll make it happen. <laughs> yeah, I'm. You know, it, it is a sad time. I have a feeling that we may see Reggie's final goodbye during the last Nintendo Direct, um, which I would imagine will be maybe in April because they did talk about Smash Bros. They did talk about certain things happening in April. So it'd be nice to have like one last direct and then have him in it. But I know those directs are often filmed like elsewhere, um, specifically in Japan um, and then translated over. So we'll see what happens regardless though, Reggie, I, I grew so like I was a Nintendo kid like I played a lot of Link to the Past Nocarina of Time but like I wasn't obviously as a kid you're not paying attention to the people that are like representing the company so as I got older 12 13 14 15 like as I started being like aware of like Reggie or Miyamoto and like I started knowing who they really were as long as I've known the video games industry I've known Reggie like Reggie has been for better or for worse the face of Nintendo um yeah you know uh, you know again Miyamoto and and uh Anoma and um you know I- Iwata rest in peace um but it's for me especially in America it was Reggie and so seeing that shift is interesting and knowing that like you know Iris as she grows up if she that's my, that's my daughter for anyone who doesn't know as she grows up uh to play Nintendo games hopefully she will know Doug Bowser hopefully for the next 15 years or whatever and see him grow into that position and role uh she won't really know Reggie and that's not a bad thing you know I think Doug Bowser is his own person he's not trying to fill shoes um but it's just it's it's like the end of an era um and it's really powerful uh you know all the memes and all the gifts and all all of that stuff uh you know so I I I wish Reggie the best and I he it's not the last we'll see of him for sure he's gonna pop back up somewhere yeah he, he definitely will show face or even probably pop up in Nintendo NYC and Say hi to people because he's still going to be, you know, Reggie. Right, exactly. 
Um, I'm I'm excited to see what a uh, Doug Bowser. That's his name, right? Doug Bowser. Yep. See what yeah, he just making sure make sure I'm not saying the wrong name. It's like I'm excited to see what Doug Bowser is, uh, you know, going to do. And then it's like, uh, his name's actually Phil. It's Phil. Phil Bowser. Like, oh god, Phil that'd be Bowser. a weird. It doesn't even sound right, Phil Bowser. <laughs> but yeah, that that uh, the the only thing I'd like to. You know, as as we come into the next week here, um, I believe Anthem comes out tomorrow, full release console and PC. Uh, so next week, I will have my my impressions of the game on console. Right now, my impressions of Anthem on PC are pretty lackluster. Um, the game is very very consumptive. Um, using I have a, a a ten sixty six gigabyte graphics card, so it's not you know the highest of high end. Um, and I have an i7 6700K CPU. So it's a it's an i7 from like three years ago. Um, and right now, Anthem, even on low settings, even on 720p resolution, is, uh, you know, eaten into, you know, 80 to 90% of my graphics and 60 to 70% of my CPU. Um, on top of that, there's really long load times. There's lots of bugs. Um on PC. It's it's a game I can't even stream because it, it maxes out everything when I'm streaming. So um as we move into the next week, you guys will hear my impressions next week on the games cast, hopefully some more gaming news. Um and we will see how that game runs on the consoles and we'll all go back into it on PC to see if their day one patch fixes up anything. Um but that's kind of like the that's kind of what everybody's talking about right now is Anthem. Um and while the game is fun, it is not going to be a game that I'm like sinking, you know, hundreds of hours into, um, but, uh, yeah, I think that's the only thing really coming up in the next week. Um, and I know nothing of Anthem only that everyone's been giving it a lot of bad reviews. So I just been kind mm-hmm. of avoiding it. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I mean, I know of it. I just never played it. So I don't know. Yeah. I mean, about it. like it's one of those things. It seems like where, um, you know the people that play it and that get then they have the PCs that can really run it like really are are beefy PCs um aren't having too much issue with it it seems like it seems like there are tons of issues with like loading in with bugs or glitches infinite load screens stuff like that um which bugs happen it's technically an early access release you know a week ahead of time so that's going to happen um, it seems like people that can get through that stuff really do enjoy the experience that it offers, um, but they are very aware of the the technical side of things not being as smooth as it needs to be. So I'm hoping that day one, the official release of the game, um, gives us a little bit something more to be hopeful uh, of. Um, and again, when it releases on console, my, my concern is that the console release will not go well. Um, if the lowest minimum settings on PC are so taxing uh i i just don't know how it's going to run on a console or if it's going to be you know graphically or or if it's even going to be the same game so um kind of excited to see what happens with it um but yeah so that'll be i we'll, hope it does well yeah it, it, yeah it sounds like it's a it's a cool concept but um i guess we'll just have to wait and see what mm-hmm. happens yep and that'll that'll be that'll be next week uh Bobo, thank you for joining me for for week three. We we're getting a good groove going on, and I I love you know. Sorry about the the delay though. Oh no, you're good. Uh, you're you're okay, man. Had, it's had some things pop up. Nah, life happens. You got the yoga ball now, so you're good. You're set. Yeah, I got, I got the <laughs> yoga ball now, and, and I'm ready to party. 
<laughs> uh, Bobo, where can people find you, man? They can find me over at twitch.tv forward slash Boba Chat. It's B-O-B-O-C-H-E-T or just hanging around Twitch. I don't know. Sometimes I'm in random chats. Just, just random. Sometimes random. I'm in, yeah, sometimes I'm in Goop's chat, you know? Sometimes, yeah. He pop, he'll pop in there while he's eating and then he goes from eating to streaming. And I know immediately when that happens because I get the, the notification on my phone. So, uh, and then I'm like, hey, my chat, you guys should go say hi to Bobo Chat. And I don't know if anyone ever does. Some, some people came over. Uh, <laughs> someone came over. I'm trying to remember their name, but they popped over and then I was like, whoa. I yeah. saw you in Goop's channel. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, Goop sent me over. I was like, whoa. I, I do Let that me show a you lot. my finest memes. <laughs> Let me show you all of my finest memes. Uh, and, that, and then I hit him with the anime intro. Of course. Oh, yeah, there it is. The the Evangelion one. It's such a good one. Exactly. Love it. Exactly. Um, guys, remember, if you like what you, uh, what you heard today and you want to help keep the lights on, you can hop on over to patreon.com slash cooperatives. We could toss us a few bucks to get early access to this very podcast and then uh, access to the Patreon-exclusive pre- and post-shows, which we haven't done a post-show yet, but there will be post-shows for other podcasts and stuff. So, uh, But... I appreciate you guys. Thank you for listening. This is week three, the Cooperative Games Cast, episode three. Uh, tell your friends. If you're listening to this regularly, rate us on iTunes. If you can't do that on your phone, do that when you get home on your computer. Uh, <laughs> it, it does help out. The algorithm uh, puts us a little further forward if we have some ratings on iTunes. So, um, Other than that, until next week, guys, it has, uh, it has been our pleasure to serve you.